and you've got it at some significant positions. Defensive tackle Daquan Jones, who is playing very well up front in the front seven with Jeffrey Simmons, is one on the list. And one of the others is long snapper Bo Brinkley, who is a career titan and has been a fantastic, rock-solid member of the special teams unit. So there is a huge concern. John Robinson is going to have to go out and find a long snapper for this kind of thing. Uh, it, it just brings on so many things. That's Red Bryan, game day host of Titans Radio Network. Earlier this week, four Tennessee Titans players and five members of the coaching staff or personnel tested positive for coronavirus. It's forced the NFL to do what it hoped it wouldn't have to, and that is suspend or postpone the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Two 3-0 teams were due to square off on Sunday. However, it does look like that game is going to be rescheduled for Monday or Tuesday. We wait further announcement. Is this the start of things to come for the 2020 season? Or is it just a minor hiccup? I'm Anthony Wilton, and this is the Transatlantic Sports Show. Hey, Rhett. Hello, Anthony. How are you, sir? Oh, all good, man. Feeling even better to be speaking to you. It's been a while since we last spoke. I think it was back in January on that playoff run, wasn't it? Always great to have you on, man. It's great to be on Love Sport Radio with you, Anthony. And uh, yeah, I guess it was the AFC Championship run for the Titans as it ended in Kansas City um, with uh, the eventual world champion Chiefs, which is completely understandable with the way Patrick Mahomes played in 2019 and then the way we saw him play on Monday Night Football just the other day against uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Yeah, what do you make of that? It was certainly boys against men or men against boys, however which way you want to put it, because you got the the last two MVPs of the league there, but Mahomes certainly showed Lamar how it's done. Interesting, though, at the end, wasn't it? I don't know if you saw the news conference. I cover it, and I cut the uh, the news conferences the morning after over here, and Lamar called the Chiefs and Mahomes kryptonite, which isn't a good message is it that you want to send out there because the chiefs have now got that and they've got yeah, one on lamar yeah it's really but it's not completely unexpected and i'll tell you why uh first of all i wanted that matchup to be what it was built you know the guy from the cover of madden 20 versus 21 mvp versus mvp the whole deal but you know what you know who's really the kryptonite is the tennessee titans because they showed everyone in the divisional round of the playoffs, the blueprint of how you stop Lamar Jackson. Mm. And the, 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 the blueprint is this. If you get in his face and you fluster him early, he is completely uh, torn down. He is. I don't know that he has the, the makeup and the fortitude to let it roll off his back and keep going like a Patrick Mahomes. Now, Patrick Mahomes, first of all, He's LeBron James slash Michael Jordan with cleats on grass. I mean, he's he's the most incredible thing I've seen in, in almost 25 years of covering the NFL because of what he can do. He can make all the throws from the quarterback platform, sidearm, flick his wrist, 70 yards. I mean, it, it's amazing what he can do. And Lamar Jackson is no slouch by his own right. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. He's, you know, MVP of the league. But I'll go back to that divisional round where the Titans on – the first or second play of the game, they get the correct pressure on him. Our safety, Kevin Byard, intercepts him. He gets so mad about it, he hits Kevin Byard out of bounds for a 15-yard unsportsmanlike 
uh, penalty, and all of a sudden the Titans are in scoring position on a turnover in the first two plays of the game. He was never right after that. So it's exactly what the Chiefs did on Monday Night Football. They flustered him for four quarters all night long. They, I mean, it was going to be a blowout. And then they had a turnover there in the, the, the first, the second half, the Chiefs did, but they had constant pressure on Lamar Jackson. And that's something where you see just how young Lamar Jackson is yeah. and where he, he needs to grow as a quarterback and a leader of his team. Well, you saw it firsthand, didn't you? Back in January, you talked about the divisional round. And then in the championship game, there were the Titans 10 points up, but then the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes turned it around. In fact, throughout the whole of January and that game in February, they were down by double-digit points in each of the games. And they, they came back and they won, and that's why they're Super Bowl champions, and that's why he's special. Yeah, because they were down double-digit points to the Houston Texans in the divisional round the week before. Mm. And you're right, the Titans had an early lead in that. But yeah, uh, and Patrick Mahomes, uh, I understand why they gave him the enormously large monster extension of contract which he reinvested in the stadium next door and it's a minority owner of the kansas city royals and the major league baseball circuit um but he's 25 years old he and i in fact he and i share the same birthday he just turned 25 he's an mvp of the league he's a super bowl champion he's a super bowl mvp he's got the world by the tail they've built this team around him and it's going to be interesting to see we've just gotten rid of one dynasty with the you know the patriots and tom yeah, brady man. looks like there's another one brewing in kansas city so you share the same birthday and the same paychecks by the sound of it red oh yeah yeah absolutely i sure i'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna buy my own island of course that's a nice li- let me say let me say this i would like to have like one small small tiny minuscule fraction of one of his game checks and i would be set for a while could you he's imagine making, you know you look at his extension he's making three million dollars a game Dude. so i i broke it down by his completions the other night he had 31 of 42 so he's basically making a hundred thousand dollars a completion i could do that yeah that's well, doable right just, just one completion that's fine just just put me in <laughs> put me in for a series that's right that's cool i'd do it Sign me up. Look, we got you on, Rhett, because it's been a funny old offseason. There are question marks as to whether the season would go ahead. We had preseason, but no preseason games. It was training camp because of COVID, the pandemic that's obviously taken over everything around the world. And this week, unfortunately, COVID has struck the NFL. It took to week four for it to impact the league and sadly it has done and it has impacted the team that you are very close with we're recording this on wednesday the 30th of september it's been announced today that four players have tested positive five Mm -hmm. members of the, the the coaching staff i believe and we now await to see what happens with the game against the pittsburgh steelers it's been postponed from sunday looking like it will go ahead either on Monday or Tuesday. Not good. Not good. No. No, not at all. And and, and you set it up perfectly, Anthony, because uh, you knew that this proposition of a small outbreak with one of the 32 teams or multiple was not an, not an if proposition but a when proposition. It was going to happen. And so that's why the league took so long to put together – uh, contingency plans for these kinds of things. There was no preseason, as you pointed out. Uh, there was an abbreviated offseason, which most of uh, which was virtual, and 
training camp was very closely taken care of, and they were doing really well with you know testing negative tests through the first three weeks league-wide, which was impressive considering they weren't in a bubble like the NBA. And so the Titans come out with a seesaw last-minute win, 31-30 to over the Vikings to make them 3-0. and And so they get home, and the Monday press conference – uh, by head coach Mike Vrabel is is preempted by the news that outside linebackers coach for the Titans Shane Bowen did not make the trip to Minneapolis because he had been exposed to COVID and he was on the COVID reserve list. Well, that turns out to be a positive test by the time you get to Tuesday morning. And so there is, as you mentioned, five coaches slash personnel that have it. And there are now four players that have it. And yeah, you were you were waiting to see where this was going to take place. And if you're one of the other 31 teams, you're going, gosh, that's terrible. You know, the Buffalo Bills have to deal with this. Let's see how it plays out. Well, guess what? It's your team in your backyard. And so it's been crazy ever since then. And you you you're exactly right. The league has put out a statement saying that the game has been postponed, but is scheduled to uh, start. Monday or Tuesday of next week, uh, time to be determined and day to be determined. Um, and, and there's so many layers to this because the Titans facility is closed for the week. They will not be able to get in there until Saturday unless testing is showing multiple days of negative tests and no increase in numbers. Uh, and you've got it at some significant positions. Defensive tackle Daquan Jones, who is playing very well up front in the front seven with Jeffrey Simmons, is one on the list. And one of the others is long snapper Bo Brinkley, who is a career Titan and has been a fantastic, rock-solid member of the special teams unit. So there is a huge concern. John Robinson is going to have to go out and find a long snapper for this kind of thing. Uh, it just brings on so many things. And the the league is hell bent on having this game. They want to have this game because it's one of the better uh, games in week four of the the week slate of games as two teams undefeated and old division rivals. Um, so there's so many moving parts to this. The the, the Steelers clearly would have an advantage because they are practicing. They're in their facility. They don't have any positive COVID tests, and, and so the league said, "Look, it doesn't matter if they have a competitive advantage. We're going to have this game." So as of right now, it's on. And so here we go. Have you heard any news? Obviously, you work at Titans Radio Network. Have you heard any news of how the guys are, the the, the, the staff and the, the players who have tested positive? Uh, received an update from head coach Mike Vrabel today who said that uh, a few were asymptomatic, but there were several of the nine involved, both the coaches, personnel, and players that are experiencing flu-like symptoms. Oh. None of them severe, okay. but they're still, you know, they're not feeling great, obviously. Um, so, you know, this is just like 2020 has been. Everything is in flux. Everything could change in a moment. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a weird time. Uh, you know, I mean, imagine your general manager, John Robinson of the Titans, and your head coach, Mike Vrabel, and at 4.30 on Tuesday morning, you're getting in test results from the lab that say you've got positive tests all over the place, and they shut it down. Oh, they said, man. okay, we're going to – they got in their vehicles, and they left after they made up a game plan of what they're going to do, whatever they're allowed to uh, resume normal operations, and then put out a mass email and text thread of, hey, we're closed. Uh, now, under the rules of the CBA, under COVID guidelines, guys that are – 
getting treatment for injuries can come in. Obviously, they'd be tested. They would be in uh, limited numbers and kind of staggered in how they come in to get treatment in the training room for those kinds of things. But the, the building is pretty much quarantined off at this point. And so if it's not open until the weekend, you're talking about if you're playing on Monday or Tuesday, they'll, they would have a practice probably Saturday, which would normally be a walkthrough day. And then they would have a walkthrough on Sunday to try to just cram for the exam in this case, trying to make sure they get everything they can uh, that they've seen on film. That's what they're doing now is studying on Zoom. Yeah. But uh, they've got to get some work in to get ready for the undefeated Steelers who are uh, you know, going to be a tall task anyway to try to, to, to win. I know you and I were just texting the other day about the 3-0 and Titans, and you were saying as well it would be great to be 4-0, and it would, but now you've got this huge test, let alone the 3-0 Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger and Juju Smith-Schuster, etc., and TJ Watt and, and, and all that, and a team that is riding on the crest of a wave. But right. you've, got, you've got to deal with that, but now you've got to deal with this COVID situation. And like you right. said earlier, the Steelers have got a situation where they're fine they can they can practice they can train they can prepare to the max for this game but now that the titans are hindered right it's a normal week for pittsburgh they are status quo no neck no positive covid tests so they are in their building they are doing i mean they're practicing on wednesday and thursday and friday it's a regular week for them and they're just waiting to see when they travel to come to nashville to play the titans and you hit it listen the, the, the Steelers went through a window where they, you know, have kind of dipped down a little bit in terms of the strength of their defense and, and things that they've always been known for as a franchise. Yeah, just looking at them on film and looking at their earmarks, they're number one in the NFL through three, three weeks with 15 quarterback sacks, and they come from all different positions on that defense. They have an excellent secondary for the first time in several years. Uh, they have a great pass rush. Ben Roethlisberger has a surgically repaired elbow, and he is making the throws. Now, mind you, he hasn't gunned it down the field like he normally does, but he has some long shot plays to Juju Smith-Schuster. The rookie Chase Claypool has an 84-yard touchdown from Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, they have all the right things in this, but I see chinks in the armor also where the Titans can take advantage. And the Titans... They've won their first three games by a total of six points, so that tells you it's been some battles. And that the Titans' defense has given up some explosive plays, lots of yards, bend-don't-break kind of proposition. Well, so has the Steelers' defense. They've given up over 700 yards of offense, given up 13 plays of 20 plays, 20-plus yards or longer, a couple of 40-plus yards or longer. So there's some things that the Titans could exploit, but they need their personnel there to be able to do it. And, you know, left tackle Taylor Lewan went out with a neck stinger slash right shoulder in that uh, win over the Vikings and didn't play most of the game. But you still have Derrick Henry. You still have Ryan Tannehill. Uh, you probably won't have A.J. Brown at wide receiver, but you've got a lot of tools there to, to get firepower against that defense. And uh, But the competitive advantage would be in the court of the Pittsburgh Steelers because they would have had a full practice week and film and study together and all those things that can normally would, unlike what the Titans are going through. You've got Stephen Guskowski winning games. I mean, that, that game of week <laughs> one, my goodness. But, you know, you've got him doing what he's doing at the end of games and, and kicking those field goals through. And then you can have to bring in a long snapper, a long snapper who hasn't got time to prepare for 
the game ahead, and Guskowski's got to work with this new long snapper they're going to have to bring in off the street. And that's right. And, and and not only is that the case for that, but it's also for Pro Bowl punter Brett Kurd, who is having another fantastic year, and his play and and Brett. Uh, Bo Brinkley, the, the long snapper who's on the COVID reserve list, he has played every single game as a Titan with punter Brett Kern. So there's a, a, a they're very close with in friendship and teammates and their families, you know, hang out together. So there's a big change on the in the punting aspect of it. But yeah, I'm glad you brought up Guskowski because after week one <sighs> in that late late Monday night game in Denver, uh, he misses three field goals and a an extra point it's the worst game in his career he hits one at the end and people are you know the titans land here in nashville are going oh maybe we should find another kicker he's been lights out since then in fact he was six for six on sunday including uh second half kicks of 51 54 and 55 yards he's the first player in nfl history since the afl nfl merger in 1970 to have three consecutive games to begin the season with a game-winning kick inside two minutes, you'd be a kicker, hey? How about that? The go to the <laughs> the go to the hero. It's you know the scapegoat of the hero. Either one, and he's he's riding riding a wave right now. So there you go. Hey, Rhett, Rhett Bryant from Titans Radio Network here. I know you like your stats. You've been reeling out some great stats. Hey, I've got one for you. I've got one for you here. Okay, so despite being a very successful franchise, the Steelers have not started a season four and zero since nineteen seventy nine. Their streak of forty. Straight seasons without a 4-0 start is tied for the second longest in NFL history. Behind only a 48-year streak by the... I'm going to uh, let you guess. I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns is a 38-game streak. The Jets are tied with them at 40. It's the Oilers stroke Titans. Here we go. How about that? Look at that. How about that? You're welcome. Yeah, I knew I knew that the Steelers, this is just their uh, first 3-0 start in 10 years, and that was the year they went to the Super Bowl. So it, it just shows you how rare it is and how hard it is to win in this league. I mean, that's, that's the thing that you get out of this is you start looking at those kinds of numbers and you're like, wow, it doesn't happen very often, and you're very fortunate when it does. And, I, you know, in a year when you've laid it all out, right here on love sport radio but in a year that has been so different and so strange with a pandemic the titans i thought would be one of those teams and maybe the steelers like it that they had enough continuity in having starters and and the bulk crux main hardcore members of a team coming back that that would pay dividends and it especially is that way with the titans on offense 10 of 11 starters arthur smith returns as the offensive coordinator so you thought if they could get lucky and get some wins that could be a leg up for them down the road because as we know it's a 16 game marathon mm-hmm. not a sprint it is in this thing but uh, uh yeah that it's that's a, an incredible snap stat that the the steelers have uh, had that long of a drought since they had a 4-0 start. That's really interesting. It is interesting, yeah. I mean, it's a a great sport. And like you said there, consistency and continuity is worth so much in the NFL. And one of those consistent players, performers for the Titans is Derrick Henry. I mean, the guy is just phenomenal. He seems to be putting up stats and breaking records every week. What's he like off the field? You know, he, he keeps to himself. He's a, a really kind of a quiet guy. Um, I've noticed him emerge as a leader and a and becoming a captain 
on this team and he's well thought of because of his work ethic. He's one of those that just like lets his work ethic and his stuff and his production on the field and the practice field speak for itself. Um, he's not a huge rah-rah guy, but he's becoming more vocal um, now that he is a captain. And certainly he's looked to as one of the, the genesis uh, points of this offense. I mean, he's got, what, 80 carries, 314 yards. He leads the league in rushing right now. It's, he's off to the best start in his <laughs> NFL career. Yeah, it's been, you know, where where has he been up until this point in the last, you know, the last two seasons, the last six, eight games? He's just been gangbusters. Well, he is starting to show and stack those performances, uh, much like a former Titans running back in Eddie George, who, he's, who is close with. Eddie George has befriended him, and Eddie George – uh, is the one that had this very co- candid conversation with him two years ago when the Titans played over there at Wembley mm-hmm. against the Chargers, and he didn't have a great showing. And Eddie George got on the horn with him and said, hey, listen, man, you, you're running soft. You've got to be better than what you're doing. You need to run with a purpose. I don't see you running angry. And it hit home with him. And they talk after every game. And really, in that uh, almost 24 months after that, He's been gangbusters. He's been lights out. And those are the stories that you love about the league. And that's why we love the NFL so much. And yeah, two years ago, almost to the day, I think it was the 21st of October, wasn't it? 2018. It was a sunny day at Wembley Stadium. Beautiful. We we finally hooked up, Rhett. Yes. Finally. Hopefully at some point soon, everything will calm down. And the Titans will be back over again. Or I'm, I, I keep promising my wife I'm going to take her over to Nashville one day. She's desperate to get out there. And I'm saying, well, we're going to have to tie it around a football season. Yeah, because in a regular year with no pandemic, I think I know someone that can get you a credential to get you in oh, to Nissan Stadium to see the Titans play. I mean, goodness gracious, why not? Why not indeed? And with that, you know, I will embrace your Southern hospitality. And we'll we'll have to share a pint together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Count me in. <laughs> Count me in. Look, Rhett, great to have you on. I mean, what, what's the, the, um, the, the COVID situation like in Nashville? Uh, are, are you guys, are you in, in a lockdown? What are the numbers like there? Have you managed to steady it? So the, the numbers have really dropped off in the last six to eight weeks, but uh, throughout a good chunk of this six months that everybody's been in this, it got bad and they shut down a lot of things. Mm. Uh, I, and, and just speaking in uh, you know, for our uh, network here, uh, we weren't allowed to be in our building for a long time. I've only been back in the building for about two months as the you know pre- to prepare for the season, and we still have our hosts or presenters, as you guys would call them. Uh, working from home remotely and, and, you know, dialing in through Comrex access units or Zoom or Skype or, you know, uh, even ISDN lines for that that matter. And uh, it's still very strange. There's not a lot of traffic on the streets. People are still kind of keeping to themselves. It's opening back up, but it's been very slow. Well, Rhett, take it easy, man. And look, we'll we'll keep in touch. Hopefully we'll talk again as uh, records continue to break for the Titans this season. Yes, and hopefully it will just be better news about, you know, the, the pandemic is slowing down and the outbreak is not with the Titans I know. Uh, team and who all is affected. And, and that we will be just talking about football itself and, and some wins and not losses. Uh, I always enjoy chatting with you. I love being on Love Sport Radio to talk to you. You're an outstanding presenter, and, and Titans Radio is, is well uh, very appreciative of your hospitality uh, giving us an opportunity to speak to everyone over there 
Well, great. Look, your contribution is brilliant. So thank you so much. Stay safe out there. And, uh, and hopefully we'll get a game. We'll be able to see a game on Monday or Tuesday. Absolutely. And there he goes, Rep Bryant, game day host of Titans Radio Network. Hopefully we do get that game on Monday or Tuesday next week. But more importantly, the guys who have tested positive for COVID are safe and well. That's the main thing here is that everybody can stay healthy and can get well as soon as possible. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Transatlantic Sports Show. Hit subscribe if you haven't done it already. You can follow us on Twitter at T-A-S-S underscore U-K. I'm at A-R Wotton. That's W-O-O-T-T-O-N. Coming up just around the corner, we will have our week four. We're almost a quarter of the way into the NFL season. Our week four preview for the fantasy football Andrew Jordan from Pro Football Network will be here with his waiver wire suggestions and we'll look through the Sky Sports games in particular so we could delve into those with a little bit more detail and help you pick your winning roster. I don't know about you, but in quite a few of my leagues, I'm 3-0 and this season. Mind you, there is one league where I'm 0-3, but we don't talk about that. The main one that I'm up against other guys from NFL UK Media, I'm 2-1. and one. That's the one we want to impress. And that's all thanks to Andrew Jordan. So make sure you don't miss the week four fantasy preview here on the Transatlantic Sports Show. So until next time. 